Yo, yo, welcome back, episode number six. It's a new week. We back in here for round six, y'all. We gonna keep coming back. As long as y'all keep loving us, giving us the feedback that we need to grow, the next week y'all gonna see us growing. Every week, every week. Growing. Six in a row. Six in a row, we ain't miss a week yet. We dedicated, man, it's pretty cool. But before we get started, you got Tweezy here, L Boogie, and the Smooth. How, how, how you say it, Griff? Smooth, Griff. <laughs> All right, so we back again. Um, make sure you click, subscribe, comment, like, share, follow, whatever it is you can, five-star rating, whatever it is you can do to give us the rating we need to continue growing to y'all or for y'all every single week. All right, but you know what I want to do? Y'all know what I got to do. What's that? I got to make a toast. And you know what, man? Today, I'm feeling real. I I, I feel the growth and the the passion in the air from people, man. People doing what they want to do these days. People doing their own thing these days, man. 2021 is the year to come up. Yo, yes. And I see it happening, so... I want to make a toast to everybody that's doing their own thing, that thing for them. Every single person, no matter what race or no matter what color or no matter, no matter what, nothing. You doing your own thing. All right. So I want to make a toast to that, y'all. Cheers. Cheers. All right, y'all. So he 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 laugh, he laughed at us because we uh because the behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> we sound like we sound like a production, but we got a special. I know, right? Niggas doing the countdown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yo. Uh, so we got a special guest, and I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let these I'm gonna let these guys introduce this one. This, this is this is a very, this is a very special guest to Philosophy Podcast, but I'm gonna let them introduce them, y'all. Oh, you yeah. can introduce yourself. Yeah, we we got a we got a special guest tonight. We got uh, the Isaac Mitchell on the call. MSP, the owner, CEO, founder of MSP Sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a bad. How, how many years you been in business, Mitch? Six going on seven. But what I like to do too, though, that uh, like when when I always say this to people, when you're a small business, this is a little thing, a little note, food for thought. I never like saying CEO because when you're the owner, automatically you're CEO because you're a small business. Nobody know you paying C. So basically, I, I want to get to the level when I can pay a CEO money. You know what I mean? So when you buy owner CEO, yeah, that's obviously. I want to get to the point, Isaac, the owner of such and such a sports fund, where they know I'm making the type of money when I'm paying CEOs. You know what I'm saying? So, so just say so, owner. You don't got to say CEO. Word. So right yeah. now you're like owner. I'm trying operator. to get to that level. Right, yeah, owner operator, yeah. Cause I, I'm yeah. trying to get to that point when I when I'm paying CEO to make CEO money. Yo, uh, you know that's what? my mission. So yeah, my, you ain't you yeah. ain't taking away the value of the CEO because that still got to be a vision of you. Right, exactly. You, okay, exactly. okay. Yeah. Yo, that's yeah, that's that's exactly. some dope. That's some dope shit, yo. I actually yeah, like that. Nah, I can appreciate that, man. So yeah, so you been so you been in bi- so you been in business for like you said seven years, right? Yeah, it's about to be seven years, uh huh. And what what type of yeah, business? Is, explain to everybody what you do, what what you got going on. So basically, uh, my business is uh, I help. I like well, I'm more than a personal trainer. I hate when people call me a personal trainer because personal trainer to me is like people who just run around trying to get a quick fix for money, like work people out for money. That's why people could put a logo on a T-shirt and consider themselves. Uh, a personal trainer. I'm a fitness coach. All right. So what separates me from the rest is I educate myself outside of the weight to help people get great results. I give my degree in health and physical education and learn the human body. So uh, the biggest thing with that is I like to teach people not only the fitness part of it, but also the mental part and the healthy eating part of it. So uh, my business is based on creating a healthier lifestyle for individuals who, uh, who look at it as an expensive thing because my thing is you shouldn't have to be rich to be healthy, all right? So that's what made me get into the business. I'm going to break down what made me get into the business. My biggest thing is it started with black culture. We always the highest in diabetes, blood pressure, cancer. Like, this everything we the highest in because 
our health issues and the way we eat. But we also suffer the most because we look at fitness and health as an accessory. We don't look at it as something that benefits us for longevity and what creates a better lifestyle for us. We look at it as like, I'm not paying that kind of money because most facilities will charge you out of this world prices. So I said, how can I make a difference when I can be more than just a weight trainer? So that's why I educated myself and got my nutrition and certification. And that's why I went and got the degree. So that way I can give everybody a, a program under one roof where they will have to bounce around and pay different funds. And it's very affordable. And I think that's why I'm very successful because I add a brand to it where it's just not about how much money can I make off of you. It's about how much life can I create and generate in you. And that's what brings me to longevity and success. So one of the things I always try to teach people is we can't, I can sell people a workout, right? But you can go online and get a workout. You can watch TV and get a workout. You can just look at your phone. But what you can't do what you get in my business is get the feeling and understanding and knowledge that I bring. So when no, you're somewhere else, yeah, it just don't feel the same. So you're paying me for mm-hmm. my feeling. You're yeah. paying me for the joy I put in your life. You're paying me for the knowledge I give you and the wisdom and the wealth and, and health. So mm-hmm. we just that's talked why I about consider the myself more than a trainer. Yeah, yeah, we just talked about yeah. that, bro. That language of feeling, that feeling don't lie now. That's that's going to distinguish right. you and everybody else. That's the truth. Exactly. Yo, so I got a exactly. question, though. I got a question for you. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. with, with you know, what's going on in the African-American community being the, the, the key initiating thing uh, for you to start pursuing your, your business, what percentage or how, no, how do you, how do you target? Like what's your marketing process of targeting those people? And how, how do you get to them? How do you get them to, you know, believe in, in you from the very program, beginning? Yeah. yeah. So basically it started with, it started with me. Like I put a quote up the other day, no one's going to support your business and dedicate themselves to it more than you would do yourself. So you will have to be the first sponsor you have to be the first person to really accept who you are in business for other people to follow. So in other words, the more I started changing my image, the more I started changing the way I talk, the more I started changing the way I presented myself, the more I started changing what I post, and it, it's automatically now people are gravitating to it. So I had to change, I advertise people through me because I am black. So if I'm black and black people follow me and they say I changed myself, and they want to know what is, now the intriguing part is, what is it he doing? How is he doing it? Now you have to come to me and find out. Once you come with me, I acknowledge myself enough to give you the understanding that this is not an accessory. This is a life that I'm living. And the only way you can accept it is by working with me. And that's how I get them in the building. That's how I get them to sustain themselves in the building. So it has to start with yourself. Nobody's going to gravitate to a business that don't have no example of his own self. So in other words, like, Let's just say, if, like, if I'm out of shape and I'm sitting here trying to tell black people to be healthy, you know, the first thing I'm going to do is walk right by me. You know what I mean? If I'm sitting there eating pizza, so it's strange. It's foreign for me to eat a slice of pizza in front of my clients because or the only image they got of me is health. You know what I mean? So it's foreign for me if I get out of shape to have a stomach in front of my clients. The only image they got of me is, 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 a, is a body of a goddess. So... When you create that type of that image, you create that type of mindset that others will look at you and follow you, it becomes intriguing to them that they have to come around you. They have to walk through your building, your doors, and accept your information. So and that's you, what they have you, to pay you for. Do, as a fitness coach, do you have any unhealthy habits? Uh, unhealthy habits? I don't have no unhealthy habits. Now, do I have unhealthy moments? Yes, but I don't have no unhealthy habits because... Okay, that's, I that's, a, good, that's a good answer, bro. Yeah, that's a good ass answer. Yeah, so yeah, that's a good ass answer, though. Yeah, definitely. So you know, that's how that go. But other than that, I don't allow myself to have unhealthy habits. Yeah, so I it's, try to create. It's having those moments. It's having those moments uh-huh. on on. It's having those moments on a consistent basis. A habit. If you have it on a consistent basis, then basically it's not a habit. It's a lifestyle. It's something you're doing as a part of your life. Yeah, so I, I can say that habit is something like you may go back. It's a habit to go back here and there. But when it's consistent, then it becomes a lifestyle. Yeah. So I got yeah. a habit that's, of going yeah, back to certain yeah. things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true, I right? I may have a habit of doing this, doing that. 
But once it becomes consistent, now it's no longer a habit. It's a lifestyle. And, and the crazy thing yeah. is that the, the fact of you saying that is telling you, you telling people that, yo, even in yeah. fitness, this is a thing. You know, yeah. even in fitness, this thing needs to become more than a habit. It needs to become a lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Right. To be exactly. successful. Because yeah. that's, you know, I'm in that industry, uh, was in that industry. Um, and I, I I understand exactly what you're saying. Like, yeah, it has to be a lifestyle for it. to get the results that you ultimately want to change your life. This has to be a lifestyle, right. not a habit. Exactly. Yeah. And then and understand the process. I like people got to understand the process. Like most people, and that's the hardest thing uh, that most people can't get in shape because they don't understand the process. They just see the results and they think that's what fitness is. They go just wake up, go to the gym and, and the next day they're gonna look like this person they follow on Instagram or who they see. It's more about the process. And I tell them all the time, like you can't like the first step to creating a lifestyle out of this and making it a lifestyle is don't chase the image first, chase the feeling. Like when you first work out, you feel like shit. You feel like God can curse, right? Yeah. You feel like yeah, yeah. can I curse? Yeah. Yeah. You feel like shit. You feel like garbage. You feel like, man, you're throwing up, you're out of shape. And then two weeks go by, three weeks. Now you, that, that feeling you just overcame is no longer existing. Now you know the only way you can feel better from these same routines you were just doing, making you thrown up, is because your body going. is processing better now. Yeah. You're kicking the withdrawal. You're kicking the toxin. So now for you to feel that way, obviously it's working. You have to be getting better. So you accept the feeling first. So the more you feel good, then eventually you will start looking good. And most people do the opposite. They want to look good before they feel good. They expect to just look. I'm like, no, you chasing the look. First of all, you're not even going to see it as fast as somebody else did because you see yourself every day. Because you're going to be the last to see your change. So then you're going to get discouraged. Then you're going to find reasons to backslide. Then you're going to find reasons to go back into your old habits. And then you're just going to be back to your old lifestyle. So Yo, you know what them, that sound like, bro? Like a recovering, yeah, um, like a recovering addict. Like when you, I, right. from what, what I understand is like, even if you're a recovering addict, you go through those same withdrawals, you throwing up, you this, right. you sick, you hurting, right. you know what I'm saying? And then right. when you make that lifestyle change, it becomes easier. So right. when you, when you in fitness, you bro, when you in yeah. fitness, you re, you're, you're going to be a recovering addict to looking like that guy right. and feeling amazing. And you recovering from right. what you are right now, like a slouch and... Right, you know what I'm saying. Right. I'm not in right. tune with their lifestyle and shit like that. So, so let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this real quick. Uh -huh. So, the process. So, you talked about the process. So, you, mm -hmm. I, I, I got to feel. Well, me knowing you, you wasn't mm -hmm. this person your whole life. So, what? At what right. point in time did you did you take that moment and like, yo, I got to switch my whole lifestyle up, or either let's take it better. What made you pursue the fitness fitness life or? Yeah, fitness life. What made you? Uh, what, made, what made me accept the process? That's what you're really trying to ask. What made me adjust and really tap into the process? So, as far as the fitness, like, I already told you what made me do that. That's like I wanted to help our people. That's what made me get into it. In order to help our people, and then the second was, like Tweety said, how do I generate our you our culture into the gym? And I said it starts with me. You know, I have to see the example. I have to let people see it. Then, it, then it becomes intriguing. Then you got to ask me questions. Ask me questions. You got to come into the building. Now, what made me accept the process was a life-changing moment. Was when I went to the doctor when I was overweight. Uh, I was overweight, but take care of my body and none of that stuff. And uh, and the doctor's like, "Yo, we gotta admit you, like you, you, you on the verge of having a stroke." I'm like, I'm like 27 years old. What the hell I'm talking? What the hell to my stroke? But I'm like, it's real because I can't breathe a lot of times. A lot of things. I have bad headaches and shit. So I knew someone's right. That's why I checked myself in the hospital, and they wanted to put me on the medication. And I was just like, yo, I got to do something. Like, this is it. Like, I got to jam. There's no excuses. I have to accept the process. And not only do I have to accept the process, I have to be an example of making a change by, you know, dominating the process. So how I accepted it was I created theories in my head. Like, when I was going through the pain was, which one I'm more tired of? I'm more tired of feeling this pain, which just came, which is going to be gone any minute. Or I'm more tired of feeling like I'm about to die from being overweight. So then it's like, I have to fight that. So I created that. I'd rather go through the pain than die. Then I was like, all right, I have to set cardio. Like, I got to do more cardio. I got to run. Which more? I'm more tired. I'm more tired of doing this machine. Or I'm more tired of not liking the way I feel and the way I look. So, yeah. and that's where we start. So then eventually it became to a point, became second nature, like sports. And the more you do it, it becomes second nature. 
And when it becomes second nature, then it just becomes a lifestyle. Like, it's just, you could just do it, and you don't even got to think about it. Before you know, you're like, damn, I just killed that machine. Damn, I just killed that workout. All that stuff that was hurting don't even hurt no more. So yeah. I always tell people, when you go through the process, you got to know why you're going through the process. Because if you're just doing it for a look, or you're just doing it because most people, you know how that go to. They come to the gym, they be like, ah, my birthday coming up, and I need yeah. to get in shape. I'm like, what? Yeah. Damn, run away. You're not, going, yeah. you're not going to beat the process because you're more about the look than anything else. So once you yeah. don't look good in two weeks, you feel you look the same, you're going to quit. That process is going to beat you. Facts. So I always tell people, don't get in it for the wrong reason. Don't get in it yeah. for a quick fix. If you do, it's not. You're never going to overcome that process. You're going to be the same person. Sign up, pay your money, go do a few workouts, and quickly, you're going to be like, man, it's too much. Yeah, but it's you not know too what? Much. One thing I took pride mm-hmm. into, though, is as far as that yeah. fit- it is like when I when I have gotten those type of people like yo I just want to I got this coming up and I want to you know look good I'm going on this trip I got 30 days to do it and uh-huh. in that 30 days you don't get them to reach their goal but they feel so good about the shit that they uh accomplished right. over that time yeah. that it becomes like yeah. shit like yeah I'm going on this trip but I appreciate right. what I accomplished so much I'm gonna flaunt right. you know, where I am, just like I would when I would if I would accomplish. And then it becomes a lifestyle for them. So for me, yeah, it's like when you get those people and you turn them over, like you really change yeah. their life. Like that, that's it. Uh, it uh, that always excited me. Like that was. Yeah, that was like, I get like I, I love when people come in stressed out and leave out. Like I'm so glad I came here. I feel so much better. I love it when people going through depressed days in their life and they be telling me how it changed yeah. their life. Like. That's why I do it more than anything because it's really a lifesaver, yo. And really um, is, one yo. of the biggest things I be trying to help people with too, a program I want to start. People like people understand how real fitness is. That's why jail, um, you got to do an hour of fitness. Uh, NFL do play sixty because people understand like when you. That's why a lot of these kids are so act like bad right now because they. So one thing I break down, I'm doing a program. It's called uh, Fit Counseling. It's fitness versus medication. So that's that's the that's the pitch I do. But um, mm-hmm. just to break it down real quick, like people don't understand, like when you when you sit around a lot, your body becomes relaxed. It becomes tense because you don't your body don't get much oxygen to the brain because you're not active. Your body's not conditioned, it's not in shape. That's why when you get tired, what's the first thing you do? You can't think straight. On a football field, you're tired. Like, yeah, he's tired. Like, he's forgetting what he's doing. Or even in life, when you sleepy, you start saying where's shit. You don't know what you're saying. You're like, damn, what the hell I'm talking about. Cause it's not much oxygen going to your brain, so your brain is shutting down. So it's like kids in school, if they sitting around all day, house, home, whatever, now they're in school. Now they, they attention span is so short, they're not paying attention, they're not focusing to the teacher, and they're tired of sitting there. So the first thing they got to do, they know in order to change their environment, is act out, and that's why they be acting out because they like, I just got to get out of here. I don't care what. I, they send me to another room. At least I'm out of here to change the scenery, even in life. Like, if you're just sitting around, you just got nothing going, you're going to be like, ah, I'm going to find something stupid to do just to get out of yeah. here. Because that so energy got to escape because it's stored energy. Exactly. That's what it is. Exactly. Yeah. So the more, so when you start conditioning yourself, you start working out, now you get more oxygen to the brain. Now your attention span is all more. So now you can process more information. Now your body can sit through more things. Now you can, you can it's comprehend. A, and you it's can all that energy you transfer, yo. It's, it's an yeah, energy transfer. Yeah, so it's like, Right, that's why I be telling people like, man, that's another reason why I'm in it because it helps change people's lives for behavior, learning, and disability. Man, it's so much stuff this stuff do when you don't have to use medication, yo. So I medication gotta, is a business, and they drug you, and you don't have to be drugged, man. I'm telling y'all, it's a fact. So I got a question. Uh, so uh-huh. your, your gym is in um, Chester, VA, right? Mm-hmm. So how... Tell us about that process about you opening up your own gym. Like, how was that process? Like, was it was it stressful? Like, nah. what, what what was the whole process? Nah, because up? I had a plan, right? So the plan was, um, <clears throat> so my plan was, this is my plan. I had to learn. I said, this is what a lot of people need to understand, too. Learn before you build. Like, you can't build without learning. Most people try to build a business without learning. So my process was, I had to swallow my pride. Like, I went from... Mitch, the football, big time football player, a lot, a lot of this, that, what happened to him. So, like, I knew my vision was bigger than what anybody could say. So, I took a job at AmFam. So, my thing was to take a job at AmFam, I wanted to learn. And then, when I learn at the same time, I'm learning on someone else's expense and I'm getting paid to learn. So, 
I'm like, all right, cool. I took a job at AmFam, so I did the personal training. So I wanted to learn. So I, I, I studied other trainers. I seen one girl used to walk around with mad old clients. They just love it. I'm like, why do these old people love her? So I, all I know is football. So I'm like, that's the style of training I knew. So I'm like, let me follow. So I, I was humble enough, to, and I'm not afraid to ask nobody because I'm not cocky. It's like I can't learn from nobody. That's where a lot of trainers go wrong. I'm like, so you, you don't mind if I follow you. I just want to see, like, you know, what you do with them and, and why they, you know, accept you so much. She's like, I don't care. So I see how she worked with them. And they was more of a, like, it was more of a refreshing moment of life for them. Like, they get out of the house, they feel alive again. And she just made, it was more about talking and hearing their stories and making them feel like they're alive again and exercising at the same time. So I picked up one. I'm like, right, that's what that's about. It's not about how hard you work them. It's about understanding and listening to them. So then I knew one guy was good with calls. So I'm like, I need to learn a call game. I could do weights all day, but I ain't. So I, I, just, I just mastered all the following management trainers around who was good at certain things. So then I was like, all right, I'm going to open my own gym. I need to know now what create people to come to this gym. Why everybody love this gym so much? So I don't want to say the name because in this case, they're over here and they think I, they can take me to court. And I become big such when they say I stole their stuff. So I'm just saying the gym. But, uh. So I'm like, let me go in the community and stuff. One day. So they was doing community. So I'm like, who wants to go in the community? You don't get paid, but you can go out there trying to get leads. So I'm like, I don't care about getting paid. I want to go out here in this community and everybody will come up to this table for this gym. I want to know why they so intrigued to come here so I can know the offer that in my gym. So I went to community events, asked them questions. Right now, notes, have my own notebook. All right, this is what they like about it. This is what they love. This is what I need to offer. This is going to separate me. And then most, of all, Yo, uh, most some, importantly, I was like, shit. Yeah, so I'm doing cleaning jobs. So I'm like, I asked the lady one day, I'm like, can I clean up? She's like, I don't pay you to clean up. I'm like, I don't care. I just want to clean up. So I have to see what cleaning products you because the worst thing you can do is have a gym where people break out. Because once that happens, they're going to tell everybody, don't go in the gym dirty. You'll get rashes. You'll break yeah. out. So you got to know what type of chemicals they use when you don't break out. But at the same time, it don't mess up what you're wearing and stuff. You know what I mean? Smell certain ways. So I'm looking at the chemicals, taking pictures, writing it down, researching it. Oh, this chemical's so good. So, you know, I did all that. So then when I did all that, I felt I was ready. I started changing the game I trained. I started changing the game how I approached the business. I'm like, I'm ready to start my own. And I just believe in my, my growth more than my, my failures. I'm like, yo, I'm, I believe I will grow before I fail. And as long as I feel this way, there's no way I can fail. You give me a door, you give me people, and I'll keep it open. And that's what made me do it. I was ready to step out on my own, and I did it. Uh, but I had to go through the deep, process bro. of learning first. That's it, deep. Uh, and and, and that's, that's big because it yeah. basically sounds like you're saying, like, you started as, as an intern at a company, and you learned how to come right. brand. Yo, and then that's, that's the, I, don't know, I don't know if you saw episode three. I think I was touching uh talking about mm-hmm. that. Sometimes you got to be a worker to learn how to be a boss. Like, yeah. 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 Let me tell you, yo, and this is why this is a fact, bro, because, yo, it's so interesting to hear this, because after I ain't go to the league, bro, I kind of right. had to, like, reevaluate my life steps. So I was like, damn, I got a manage- management degree. Um, I'm going to get some management experience. <clears throat> went to Krispy Kreme. People laughed at this shit, but this is the method behind my madness. I went and got a, I went and went to Krispy Kreme. And I was like, shit, I'm going to get this management experience. I'm going to learn how to get people to follow me. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to learn how to get people to follow me and then uh, learn that shit from there. And then I was like, shit, all right, life happening. I heard somebody say, yo, people that graduate with a management degree don't ever get sales experience. Like, they're not good at both of them. And I was like, shoot, I'm going to just sell cars. So I started selling cars to get sales experience. So now I have management experience. I have sales experience. Not for... Not for, like, to just be able to grow in somebody's company, but to have that for myself. You know how when I be like, yo, right. I, I got to make this shit myself. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I'm right. going to be my own success. Nobody else can't promote me. Well, I'm right. like, I, I knew that shit. You know what I'm saying? I hadn't got in trouble. I had none. Right. You know what I'm saying? All that shit happened. I ain't went to the league. Right. So I know I had to sell myself. So I got the management series, got the sales experience, came back. And uh, I was like, I wanted to own my own gyms, still do. And I was like, boom, I'm in the fitness. I'm going to see how they run the business in fitness. I went to One Life right. in Virginia. And with my management experience, with my sales experience, the first four weeks, I got promoted from trainer to assistant fitness director. You get what I'm saying? Right. And the first, first right. four weeks of me training with my management experience right. and sales experience. So I'm like, all right, now I can learn the management side of the gym. 
And then started doing that. Life happened. And I'm using that experience that I have right now. Mm -hmm. I'm working, but Courtney's Cupcakery is developing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So okay. all of that shit, right. if it weren't for her, or if it weren't for like Courtney's Cupcakery and developing, I would be doing my own thing the route I wanted to. But that shit is important. You know what I'm saying? It's important right, for my, my son. Sweetie, rise in my head. You said Courtney, Courtney Cupcake in it. You said it wasn't for her thing doing it. You'd be doing your own thing, right? Yeah. So what stopped you doing your own thing while she's doing her thing? That's what you got to ask yourself. No, what's, 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 what stopped me from doing, what's stopping me from doing my thing is the security right. of my, my kids. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so they get health insurance and all that stuff. We making sure, I'm making sure that foundation is there because at this point it's like, shit, that shit about to be taking care of me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like to be able to allow that security for number one, my sons to see that a lot of, and one thing we talked about in the last episode is a lot of people don't get to see their parents or nobody around them become an entrepreneur. They think you're just supposed mm -hmm. to work for people. So it's important for my sons to see that now nah, you ain't got to work for somebody to live. So just from that psychological point, number one, and number two, it's going to be a slingshot. I own stake in the company. So it ain't just, oh, it's just her. Like, it's a percentage thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I have vested. I created this company. I have vested interest in this company. But it's more than just the dollars and the company growing. It's like my sons get to see that you can do this shit. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. That's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, but I'm so, saying, like, for you to do a gym, it's like, what I'm saying is, for you to do, I took, no lie, Leon and Shot was there with me. I probably spent, like, Fifteen thousand dollars to start my gym up, and now my jump make over one hundred fifty thousand a year. So what I'm saying is, it's like I feel like for you, you got this spirit. Like you say, you got the management, you got the sales, you've been in the yeah. gym. Like yeah. if you started with a small studio and let that shit grow, oh, like, even while you could, I, yeah. I, I'm taking on, I'm doing a studio where I can do just enough while I'm getting this. As this grow yeah. and I grow, now together that shit. Just, I had to see that's what made, what made me step out too, Tweety. Like I'm like, man, I got a son, blah blah blah. I can't work with nobody. I know this is what I want yeah, to do. Man. And it was more like, and it was more like, yo, how ill am I? How ill do I really think I am? I wonder, can I'm like, can I really take this fifteen thousand dollars and turn it into magic? And I'm like, you know what? I believe in myself because I was doing it for I was doing it for the white man at his gym. I was making yeah, mad sales. Yeah. I'm like, I'm getting mad sales for thinking I'm mad about collecting that shit you, myself. Bro. You get mad sales being right. you. Yeah. So I, yeah. yeah. So Sell, like, you, I, selling like yourself. Thing, like you said, like the other thing you said is doing. If nobody's laughing at you, you're not doing nothing great. That's just real. When mm. any, everybody great was called stupid ones who laughed at, and everybody's like, "That's insane." Until yeah. they did it, and you wonder why they're not level. So you did the part. You got laughed at. They didn't know what you were doing. So yeah. you showed me. Right, I got a plan. So you yeah. beat all them odds. I feel like now it's time for you to say, I did all this. I positioned the cupcake thing. Now it's time to position the tweet. Bro, that's real, though. Out. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's yeah, real, like, though, Yeah, like you just got to step into it. Because you don't real. step into it, man, everybody's afforded opportunity. It's just passing by before you know it. Yeah, so I that's think it's some time real shit. And hey, you know, the crazy, cool. thing, like, the crazy thing that you said that, because, you know, you got to get re... You, your certification ain't forever. So I let my certification right. go away and just purchased mm -hmm. the certification last month to get right. recertified, bro. And it's crazy that you saying this right now. Like, it's, right. This, right. it's like divine. Like, it's oh, crazy that you saying it right like, now. Yeah. You didn't take all them steps not to step into your vision, y'all. Yo. yo, that's a fact. Uh, that's that's, yeah, like that's you real. You steps to step into your vision, and ain't nobody going to take that next step for you but yourself. So you can yep. do it. I really believe you can. Like, you, you got too much experience not to. That's a and, fact, man. And then your self-reputation of yourself. So when people see you, Automatically, they gotta ask you how you created your body. When mm -hmm. people hear you talk, automatically they are gonna feel you know what you're talking about. When right people up, yeah. see you and, and experience your feelings around them, it's gonna make them want to generate that talk, that conversation to other people. And that's like, look, I don't even market my shit no more. Like, and all my clients come from word of mouth Yo, because they rave about what goes that's on. They rave about everything. Yeah, yeah, like it, like you never see my page promoting nothing. So I what's your video? That's so, I don't ever say this sale, this sale. I don't even gotta promote sales. So what's uh, your, so like what's your so what's your so what's your uh like what's your um demographic? Like what what is it? How many like what is it like, like middle uh, age, black like woman? Like, so basically I'm hundred percent black clients. 
uh, as mid age, like probably like uh, mid twenties, early thirties. And I'd be having young people spending that money too. And uh, and it's like fifty fifty mid age and then older age. Older age from like forty to like fifty. Forty right. to fifty. Yeah, and then it's like all black and then like then like eighty percent is women though, twenty is men. And then only and what made me have to get more men was I'm like that's why I started doing shows. I'm like, man, I got too many women. I gotta start getting some men. Yeah. I'm like, only way I'm gonna get men if I start doing shows. So I had to create another avenue. What, yeah. what kind of show? What get, kind of shows you talking about? Like bodybuilding show. So I had to oh. start doing. So when niggas start seeing, oh, you talking? Crazy, are you talking like, about yeah. when you talking about when niggas wear bikinis and shit and be dancing on stage? There you go. <laughs> 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 I tell you what, just don't just don't come see me at a show with your girl with you. She might scream too. <laughs> nah. But uh, no, nah, for real though, like I knew I had to find another way to attract men. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we can be husky all day. If you husky, you got a nice little shape. That's cool to niggas. All right, that's cool. But when niggas see you on stage, they're like, damn, that nigga shit crazy. I need that nigga to get my shit like that. Even though they know they can't get like that, but mentally they feel you can get them close to that. Yeah. And that's how you start attracting men. Uh, now, so you have, I have to keep bridging other avenues. Like I'm never content. I'm never content. I'm grateful, but I'm never satisfied. So I'm like, all right, how do I get men? That's how to do it. That's the, all right, how I'm gonna start getting more athletes. Then even the shit with Ed, I try to do with Ed. I'm like, yo, I can help Ed as we help each other. I do the training, he do the reputation. It rep, he, like, he represents the clients and shit. But, uh, so you know what I'm saying? So, why didn't, why didn't that happen? I don't know if they, he, cause on Ed and on my end, like it's, it was a go. And it, which I still don't know yet. We gotta see, I'm hitting him up. But on his end, it's like, Clients, it's not it's not easy for him to get clients because he knew he young, he black, mm. and most niggas think you know you sign with so and so, you get more money. And I told Ed, I be trying to teach Ed like Ed, your biggest pitch right now is like most of these niggas think they sign with agents automatically they gonna get certain money. I'm like niggas ain't getting paid past what the percentage is for what they get paid. So no matter who they sign with, that's what they get. If you're if you're a number one draft pick, that's what you get. Whatever last year's got. And it goes up a little percentage. That's what you get. Now, what the agent can do is determine how much you get up front. That's it. But they're not getting you more. If you're a six-round draft pick, your agent ain't going to get you third-round money. Yeah. He'll yeah. get you six-round money. It's a set but price. But he may determine how much more you get up front. Yeah. I said, so you got to start yeah. kicking it to them when they hear you and like, yo, that shit is real. And then they can be like, yo, we can jump on board with somebody else. No matter what, if I'm protected to go here and this is where I go, no matter who my agent is, this is what I'm going to get. They, they, they will start listening to you more. But if you coming at them and they be like, well, this agent going to give us this for training and this and that, they're going to protect our junk going up. And you just come in like, well, that's what they say. Like, no, like, yo, I can do that. But as far as what you're going to make, go look at all last year's salary for six-round picks and see who what six-round got more than another six-round. As far as what you get, like, you got to start breaking when they see it. So, but I don't know. That's his job. That's the industry. That's what he got to figure out. But, I, I, like, but when you talk, yeah, what you about to say? I was about to say, but what you was just saying, like kind of something we touched on last week, far as like, I think that kids, like athletes these days have to be educated before they get to like high school and about to go into college or either from college, about to go to the pros. Like they have to be educated from youth. Like we got to build community wealth in the black community. And mm -hmm. even if it means taking his chance on an agent who he got two or three clients, like you gotta, we we gotta support each other and build each other. But if we don't, like, cause you'll look at the, you'll look at another guy and be like, oh, this guy makes another guy of a different race. You'll look at him and say, oh, he can get me in the league quick. But why you won't get yeah. that chance? If you know you about to be a first round pick, why you won't get that chance to a, a black agent who who's up and coming and who can get you there? You know you can get there by yourself, but I'm gonna get this guy yeah. a chance and I'm gonna get him the glory. So I mean, we gotta educate. But you know that. another thing? Yeah, we gotta educate them on that too, and then too. A lot of things too, and I hate to say, it, sometimes we got to be more than what we are when we talk to our own class. In other words, yeah, status is what sells our people. Status, like everybody's chasing status. If you think about anything in life with black people, it's all about status. You could be living in a project, but if you drive a Benz, you think your status is higher than anybody else in the project. No, nigga, when you park that car, you living here just like me. Your status ain't no different. Motherfuckers put on shoes; they believe their status goes up. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to aging, 
niggas like, oh, I saw with so-and-so, my status stuff, so I know they're going to give me money. So, so if they were like me with training, I can show you videos when these niggas became $20,000 in training. These niggas just don't resist the bands with them. No real training. But in their mind, they feel their like status is up. Like, I got to yeah. take money. I can pay for this trainer that such and such train with, that this nigga train with. So sometimes you got to sell your own piece. So now with me, it's like, it's all about status. Because to me, I tell niggas, stay, I don't care who you are, what you're doing. I know my what I'm about. If you ain't going to train with me, it is what it is. So once they, once they see my ego for my status, it's like, yo, I don't care who you train with. I know he ain't fucking with me. It makes niggas more like, yo, I, I'm rock with this thing. But if you're an agent and you go in there and you sound to minimize, sometimes you got to go there like, yo, what's up? What are you going to give me? All right. Even though you know you might take a loan, I'll give you that too. Got to look good. Present yourself. I'll give you that too. All right. What What else you want? Living expense? All right. We're going to go there. Even you got to spend mad money on two niggas, but they second and third round projections. Now you made that money right back, and next year you can get another two to that second and third. Then it goes to three. Then it goes to five. So, so sometimes you, so, you got to so pay so in front that's with status. I feel like he's not presenting himself with status. I feel like he's not presenting himself with status, and he's not willing to break the bank on a top athlete yeah. just so he can at least make his game for that year. So that means he's like, not, right, he not taking a risk. I, I get what he's saying. Yeah, right, you have to, exactly. as an agent, you got to take that risk. You got to count cough up you that do. bread. Yeah. Like, you got to come in there and act like you're a million dollars and pull out like you're because a million dollars. If you get like, one player yeah, like pop, one, if you if you get one player, my bad to cut you off. If you get one player pop yeah. at a good school, word of mouth, within those yeah. universities go a long way. Yeah. It's like, look, yeah. look at Rich Paul. Rich Paul, let's be real. He only got all niggas because of LeBron. So niggas feel like, yo, Rich Paul is LeBron, man. That's LeBron agency. So everybody want to be down with LeBron. That's status. Yeah. So, okay. that, so you know what I'm saying? So it ain't because he's Rich Paul. He's just this great nigga. It's because who we down with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was like when you hear Drew Rosenberg. Oh, Drew Rosenberg. Oh, my God. That's a top agent. Drew called me. So all the matter in your head, you feel like you that nigga. Drew called you. It's just like schools when you recruiting. Niggas be like, yo, oh shit, Ohio State call me Florida State. But then Jackson State will call you. I ain't going to Jackson State. Like Deion said, nigga, we know agents. We know owners. We know this. We know that. But now niggas going to Jackson State. Why? Because Deion there. So it's yeah. status. Once they put status there, now niggas transferring. He getting five stars. And yeah. he getting niggas leaving big schools to go there. So yeah. I feel like with our culture, we have to do ourselves with status. And we gotta fake it till we make it. Sometimes without coaching, that's just real. So, so you gotta fake it till you make it. There's always gotta be one sacrificial lamb, though. There's always gotta be one. Sacrificial yeah, you got, yeah. Like our coach is all about status and who got it. If so you got me, it, they rolling with. It. Let me ask Yo, you this. Uh, I agree me, with that, bro. Go ahead. Let me uh, ask you this. So you you play football, right? Right. And I um I I think I saw some film on you when um is this this guy <laughs> named Shaq? He uh pancaked you one day. Uh-huh. And, um, <laughs> I was just <laughs> so. How was your football career? What What was your football career like? Was you nice on the field? See, that's what I mean about something. This is a different thing. Now I'm gonna teach about black folks too, right? Sometimes I said status is everything, and then sometimes you got to devalue yourself in order to be valued by your culture. <laughs> so now, if I sit here and say I was that man, you know, I I won numerous awards. I was busting niggas' ass. I was this, I was that, and he was like, all right, all right, you're doing too much now. I ain't asked you all that. But if I sit here and say, I was all right, nigga was like, you wasn't all right, you was nice, because if you wasn't nice, you wouldn't have won them awards. So now which you one you going to say? For me. So which, which one so you going to say? I'm going to take the route. I'm still going to take the route to say, God damn right, I was nice. What was your college experience like? So out of high school, right? And start, yeah. start from coming out of high school. What? Going up to college, and the reason I'm asking you this is to help any college athlete that like trying to make it to this and third. Like, what was your coming? Right, out? yeah. So I mean, like, kind of experience like college. But I always tell people, uh, just I'm gonna talk about the whole thing about college. Like, people always like I hate when people say nowadays, don't go to college, it's a waste of money, is this and that. Yeah, true indeed. Everything you, I think about you being that. True indeed, you being that. But I tell people like this, try being a grown-up and think you're going to live debt-free. Anything you do in life as a, donor, as a grown-up, you're going to be in debt. I said, but the one thing college can do is position you to get positions where you can get certain jobs to pay your way out of debt than sitting at home looking for government assistance so just to help think, you live through debt. So you don't think yeah, you can live debt-free? Live debt. 
I'm, you don't think? You don't think no. Why? Why not? Trump not even living debt free. That's why he filed bankruptcy. Yeah, he a but, billionaire. Yeah. Okay. So, so tell me, tell me why you think uh, somebody wouldn't be able to live? That be, that's interesting to me. Why Clinton doesn't want to live yeah, debt free? First of all, because every month, no matter what you do, you got to pay bills, right? So what if so you own? Like what this, if, okay. So okay. I get you. Let me break it down. Every month you got to pay bills, right? So the more you make, the higher your bills go, right? That's why even millionaires go broke because they uh, got to pay their bills. Uh -huh. So in other words, if you live debt-free, nobody will go broke. So if you're making millions, a millionaire shouldn't go broke. But what I'm saying, so as long as you, as long as everyday bills is coming in, you in debt because you have to take from your money in order to pay that out. All right? So now, if you, if let's just say you don't go to college and let's just say you started your own business, you know what I'm saying? You still gonna have to hire people that did go to college who understand the knowledge to upkeep your business, right? So now you're still in debt. Now you gotta pay them the money you make. You gotta pay your overheads. You still gotta pay your home expenses. So you're still pouring money out of your account into other people's accounts. So that's how the debt is created. Now, I, now do everybody go broke? Now can you say, yeah, everybody live debt, but as long as you be smart, some people can't stay above water yeah that's cool but nobody's gonna live bail free nobody's gonna live when they account grow without decreasing at the same time because everybody's gonna have expenses in order to make that money you want to create expenses yeah but in order to live you want to create expenses yeah but that don't mean you gotta you're in debt to yeah, them so, that's what so I was about to say. that means you probably owe them but you're not in debt are you once you you got the money to pay for it, but you're not going to pay for it until the services right. has been rendered so yeah. it's like, okay, but, but it's a mandatory bill though. So unless you don't pay it, then you then like say if you don't pay your mortgage, then you'll be out. But so that's not is, debt. So basically, what I'm saying, I know see, is, this is what people think debt is. That a mortgage is, 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 is debt. A mortgage is debt. A mortgage is debt. But Thank if you, you if you own the home though, but I'm debt, saying it, that's why they, that's why if you own a home, they call it debt to income. Even though you may have the money, it's still debt to income. But what I'm so, talking about, you you said like paying bills and stuff, like when you got to pay these bills, right? Expenses, like so it's debt. This is y'all get it twisted at. All right, this is why people go broke. Real talk, because y'all think debt is just you don't have the money to pay, and you got to find a way to pay it back. You in debt? That's not. No, that's not no, really no, the no, real no. You got it wrong. Nah, that's nah. not what. That's not. So what hold we on, see. listen. So when y'all saying it, so how so how you live it? So how you live debt free if you got bills every month? You, you, those are bills. Uh, so debt free. About right. So what is so what is, what is that then? When you gotta pay back tuition. <laughs> what is that? That's a bill, right? No, no. I'm talking about. So are you saying? Is you saying? Are you saying that debt is like a light bill that you got to depend on every month? No, I'm saying. What I'm bill? saying is. What I'm saying is. Uh, and debt to me is any time you have to take your money and pay towards something else. That's debt. That means you have that's to. An expense. You have to nah, yeah, that's an debt, expense. Debt, debt right. is when you it's borrow. Expense. That you get you have that right. when you I get it's an expense. I get it's an expense, right? It's an expense, right? All right, so for instance, all right, I'm saying it's an expense. So listen, so when you when you get a college loan, right? And they like, well, you're in debt. What's the first thing they say? Do they say it's an expense or they say you're in debt? But yeah, college debt. loans are debt though. College loans are debt. Right. What, what, makes the what makes it a debt, though? What makes it a debt, though? Because you, you borrow it. Because you, you don't pay it back, they hang over you, right? No, no, because you, no, you, you borrowed it. Because you borrowed the money. All right. All right, all right, I, that is a different way of looking at it because you did borrow it. <laughs> but my way, now y'all got me on that one. But, I, but what I'm saying is, I look at that like, I look at that like, anytime you got to take money from yourself, you put yourself in debt. Yo. No, I get what you're saying. Anytime you know what it is? He's just saying, the more money you're going to make, the more expenses you're going to have. Yeah, no, yeah. Right. I understand that, that but that's it. Though. Yeah. yeah, that's expenses, though. That's not but, debt. But I just feel like, yeah. I mean, it's not that, but I just feel like no matter what, you're going to always pay back money to something. So you yeah. can make the money to pay. So my thing is, if you can make the money to pay, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, right. I'm like, you always going to have money you have to pay for something when you're grown up. So if you can, if you can position yourself to be able to pay it, or you're going to position yourself when you need the government to pay it for you. Right. right. And that's how you got to look at it. Gotcha. That's better. That's better. Yeah. Yeah, so I, 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 I forgot what the, I forgot what the question was. Because I don't know what the hell you was talking about. So it was about, about. college. So we talking about what, what, what uh, people. And this is why I influence but, people to go to college. But, but, no, like, no, I didn't actually. You why you? I didn't ask you why you influence people to go to college. No, I actually, you said you said these kids people want, <laughs> might want to go to college. I said, I'm no, the no, whole I didn't ask you why thing. you wanted to go to college. <laughs> I asked you. I said, take us from that journey from your like. What was that journey from right. high school to college? Like, how how right. was that? What was that journey? This sounds like a democratic debate. Other people want to go. And no, I didn't. No, I, no, I didn't say that other people wanted to go. I didn't we say that. No, 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 no. 
I said, tell us about your college journey from high school to college. Like, what what was that like? Because other people, other college kids would like to know that journey and like how you end up where you was at and you right. still got a That's shot to leave. And I was saying, and I was saying that part, I was like, just just case nowadays, most people begin like influenced not to go. This is why it is good to go. And I'm going to tell you my experience why it was good to go. I didn't ask you why it's good to go to college. I didn't ask you that. Man, not what well, I asked. I'm, well, well, you tell us, you can tell us listen, anyway. Chat, you said tell my experience just in case other people want to go. They want to hear high, it. From high school <laughs> to college. Like, tell it. Right. Tell, let them speak. Okay, and I'm telling you. I'm just telling you. <laughs> all right. And you listen. You said tell your experience just in case other kids who hear it may think about, you know, ways to go about it. I'm go telling ahead, you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Let me finish it. Yeah. So high school, it was a great experience <laughs> because, one, <laughs> it puts you in a, it puts you in an environment in a position where you have to learn and grow up on the run. You got to learn and grow up fast on the run because now it's nobody over you, nobody bathing you, nobody making sure you do this and that. So that's going to teach you as a man how to be a man, as a woman. It teaches you how to be a woman. It's even even when you look at it like uh, with, with girls, you may see college girls working, they got their own place, and you'll go back home and see girls ten years older than her still living at their moms and stuff. So it was a good experience for me to see that. Because now it was like it made me motivated for when I went home to why I needed to stay on that path. And I knew football was my outlet. And I knew football was the reason why I would end up staying. So football was was a big part of it. You know, even when I went to Syracuse out of high school, then transferred down, I had to go to Nassau, then had to go to Virginia State. All them journeys could have made me want to quit. But I always seen something special at each trip that made me say, This is why I need to keep going. So what was or that journey? Nassau, what was that journey like? from Nassau to Virginia State. Like, so what was that, what was that transition like from so the going journey from... was like, so Nassau was like, it was good because I got like, I got to be in an environment where coaches that been on certain levels teach me more about life and football and what it would take to make it. So then when I went to Virginia State, it was a culture shock to me because from up north, it wasn't an all black school. So I'm like, yo, this young really like the movie Stump the Yard. That's when Stump the Yard just came out of stuff. I'm like, yo, this young like Stump the Yard and stuff. So it really, it really like intrigued me. Like, yo, this is really black people really trying to make something of themselves. Then you go to classes, you see a bunch of black people in class trying to get a degree, a bunch of black people walking around, like trying to like father yourself in life. So that motivated me. Then it was like, um, and what else motivated me when I saw how easy it was to ball out on that team, like, this ain't even no challenge. That motivated oh, so, me, too. Oh, so you, you, you was just that nice that it, it, it wasn't no talent on the team. You was the best talent? <laughs> I mean, when I, when I first went out there, I'm like, yo, is they, what is this? They practice squad? I wow. <laughs> that the real team. I'm dead serious. Hey, yo, no lie, though, I bro. I said, on, bro. I, said on, uh, I said on one of our episodes, yo, no lie. I felt like I got yeah. sorrier the longer I stayed at Virginia State in football, bro. Oh, real talk. That, that, I ain't gonna lie. She was like, is this the practice team? Like, is when this I, for real out here? Like, nah, I feel very between. At least you came in an era when some niggas probably had shaped his linemen. I came in an era when niggas was bad bodies <laughs> and like, no shape. Like, literally like, yo, is these really linemen? Or yeah, they, just, they just picked them up. Yeah, like, they was looking like Chris, you. Be real. Nah, they was looking like you when you first got there, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yo, nah, so nah, I get, yo, I get three what you three saying. Three dumb against linemen, like, yo, I just came from a school. And Leon, you know how Nassau is. The linemen oh, yeah. look like E1 NFL linemen. Yeah. They, 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 the move, I'm looking at them like, <laughs> That's like a playground. six foot two linemen, out of shape, only six foot two. <laughs> and these niggas yeah. can't lift more than 300. No, you're right. You're right. Yo, when, when I got yo, there, I'm like, yo, this shit. I'm like, is this for real? Like, these niggas can't even lift no weight. They was weak as hell. You definitely like, right. Because when, when I got there, when I got there, like, I was the strongest. <laughs> oh, I was the strongest lineman as a freshman, bro. Uh, I'm like, yo, this can't be real. Yo, 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 yo. Yard life didn't match the football program. That's all. Yo, that's a fact, though. Yo, when I went to, it was the same thing when I went to Newberry, bro. When I went to Newberry, those linemen were like, it was one lineman. When I first went, I was like, damn, bro. I hope he play. I hope he play offense. Because I hate to have yeah. to keep up as a freshman. And then when I went to when I went to uh when I went to Virginia State, I was like, bro, they yeah. said too easy. Like the, the game's yeah. slow. 
the game was slower. The game was way slower. But yeah. then the longer I stayed there, I became a product of that environment as far as athletics, yo. Yeah. And then, nah, then that, that shit was hard as hell. For me after that, yeah. My little journey was hard. After after school, like not getting recruited, like trying to place myself in positions to get in front of people. Like that shit was yeah. challenging, bro. Like that shit was hard to try to do on your own. I ain't had no yeah. guidance. I had scouts come out to Virginia State telling me they can't find a coach. They couldn't get in touch. Them. Like, that jump was horrible, my bro. Like, that jump was horrible. I'm like, yo, that was the worst experience I ever had as far as athletics, yo. Mm-hmm. Like, hard, even the all-star game, they had to find me through other ways and stuff to tell me I made the jump. Like, I'm bro, like, yo, this think is they crazy, know. yo. They probably wouldn't even know what to yeah. do. At the like the way the way the way the way our coaching style coach Coach Sullivan probably would have, but the way our coaching style yeah, was set up, bro, I felt like he he wouldn't even know what to do in that position, yo, because he just so was so unprepared, bro. Like it, it was just such a unorganized thing, like it, it just didn't flow well. It made it it made it hard for you to be a fucking student. Yeah, like you, like you no, said, right. like that's it. That's it. Made it hard for you to be a student, much less a student athlete. Like that shit just yeah. what, that shit was that shit was. The bi you had to do your schedule when you. Remember I was saying when I first came to Virginia State, you got to do your own schedule and shit. I'm like, what the hell type of program is this? I know, and that's what they did it for you. Everywhere else they did it for you. Virginia State was like, every, every program do it for you. So yo, it seemed like you had a pretty successful like career in college. Then you transferred out of college. Then you went to owning your own business, like. Yeah. So just, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah, for real, man. You yeah. seem like you seem like you got a lot of logic and a lot of like study and yeah. a lot of like yeah. planning behind the things you're doing, the reason you're doing the things you're doing. So I can appreciate that. Yeah, fact, fact. That's yeah. me. So yeah, man. So I'm gonna keep pushing, man. I'm gonna keep grinding. I appreciate y'all having me on here, man. Anytime, yeah, man. y'all let me know. All right. All right, All right yeah. Peace. All right. All right, fellas, I enjoyed the conversations we had tonight. Yeah, me too, man. They were was dope. They were very educational. When I say educational, I'm like, I learned a lot of different things about the conversation we had tonight. So I'm going to leave y'all with this one quote. I don't want a Black History Month. Black History Month is American History by Morgan Freeman. So right, make sure. I'm about to let that one marinate on me a little bit. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history, meaning I, we don't need a month. It's history, so we don't need just a month to celebrate it. Don't educate us on a, on the month of February, February only. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I say find y'all, you educate your damn self. That's what I say. All year. So. Uh, but make sure y'all hit that like button, subscribe, and just... Show us love, man. We are showing y'all love by educating y'all, so show us love back. Yeah. We appreciate y'all for listening in, and we'll see y'all next week. Talking about real love. Don't bother me when I just want to chill, love. I don't have to go if I don't feel love. Why you gotta make a big deal of how I'm spending my evening?